you've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on your preferred podcast platform or YouTube. And stay connected with us at elisi.org to know about events, inspirational media, and more. Well, this month we continue our focus on self-care awareness. September is Self-Care Awareness Month. And I've been really excited talking to the various worship leaders. And this today's episode, we're talking with Rick Fair, a psalmist out of Michigan. And we're going to focus and continue the conversation about worship being a key to self-care. Focus today more on it as a way of life, as well as for our mental wellness. Well, welcome, Rick. How are you today? I am good. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. I'm good. Um, Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation and everything. Um, It's an honor and a privilege to, to be a part of it. Yes, thank you so much for uh, joining us. And um, as you know, that this month is September Self-Care Awareness Month. And this month, I had decided to do a focus on worship as a key to uh, self-care. And so our discussion today will, you know, talk more around your thoughts on this and then some other things that I think are related so before we jump into the topic, can you go ahead and just introduce yourself and briefly share a, a bit about your background? Yeah, I t- man, I, I really don't like talking about this. <laughs> That's why I sent you the bio, but it's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Rick Fair, Rick Fair Ministries, Glory. I'm a CEO of Glory Realm Music, which is, uh, I started back, oh my goodness, back in 2008, maybe, um, something like that. <laughs> Uh, I've released a few different CDs, worship CDs, instrumental prayer and worship instrumental CDs. Um, spoke at plenty of conferences and uh, led worship at conferences and gathered worship gatherings. But uh, I'm married, been married for 28 years, my beautiful wife, and we had two two kids, grown kids, and uh, also a three year old granddaughter. So, yeah, so. Uh, uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. We we love life, man. We love to have fun. Family is a huge thing for us, and I know that's the heart of God too. So, uh, but it really has always been a um, huge thing for us, family, and just enjoying each other and having fun and um, you know enjoying life. Awesome. I agree. There's a lot more I could say, probably, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> No worries. I think that that is a great introduction. Well, go ahead and share a bit about your uh, worship ministry. I know you're a psalmist, you write music, 
and then you also uh, minister as well. So share a bit about your ministry, your worship ministry, uh, purpose, mission, and focus. Okay. Um, well, uh, to me, man, my heart really for worship, and and I've been I've been a worship leader and and a leader in the ministry that I was a part of, uh, Kingdom of God Ministries. Like I said, my uh, also my spiritual father passed away recently, but um, he's the one that really poured into me. I'd never ever even sang a spontaneous type song or even ad libbed any different than what a song was wrote. I always sang how it was wrote, and so for me to sing prophetic or a spontaneous song or anything that was totally out of my. Uh, but he just poured into me, taught teaching and all that, and so I thank God for him. But that's my heart. My heart for worship is is to bring people into an intimate place with God, and in worship, you know, worship. Of course, we'll talk about it. I'm sure, but worship is so much more than just singing and music. But, um, but my heart in that in that area, uh, as far as singing and music is, uh, just to reach all generations. Um, and people from different nations and bring them into an encounter through, through the presence of God, through worship with God, and allow the heart of God to be even released, you know, through worship. Amen. You know, when you talk about there's so many things that you could potentially talk about around uh, worship. One of the first questions I want to ask you is, what would you say is the difference between praise and worship? Like we hear you know, the praise and worship team, uh, we're going to do a praise song, we're going to do a worship song. But what what would you say, in your opinion, is the difference between praise and worship? Man, I heard somebody say one time, and this was so good, um, that praise is like the courtship and and worship is the consummation. Um, mm. I always thought that was so good, man. But um, praise is, is like just... Um, uh, declaring God's worth, you know, God, God is worthy. God is good. Um, talking about him, basically that's kind of praising to him, but the worship is such a, a much more intimate connection with God. Um, it's a deeper, a deeper, uh, relationship. It's, it's a really, to me, and like I said, it's so much more than singing, of course, on Sundays and music and playing, but it's a posture of your heart. It's, um, a relationship of your heart, the, uh, the attitude of your heart, you know, towards God. And, uh, it's really, to me, anytime I worship, even if it's corporately, I always, it's always a one-on-one with, with God. And, and even when I'm leading a lot of times, I, I, God has been really dealing with me about that. Just worshiping in him, worshiping him and his presence will be there. And the people, you know, can decide, are they going to go in deeper or I'm not going to tell them to lift their hands or, you know, we have a lot of that, which is fine. Um, some people do that, but I, I just focus on him and worship him and allow him to come in and then listen for what he wants, you know, and, and sing it over the people, whatever. Um, there's a whole bunch of teaching we could do on that, too. But <laughs> um, I love I love to teach on that uh, and do activations and stuff like that. So when I do like workshops, but um yeah, so I, hopefully that was a okay answer. It was I was trying to focus on the worship part, but yeah, no, I think that that's great, especially when you talk about the example with praise being the courtship and then worship being the consummation. And in that regard, a lot of times when you talk about teaching, people don't really fully, I feel, 
enter into worship because at the beginning you talked about how worship is more based on relationship. Uh, sometimes, you know, you'll see praise and worship teams at various churches where it's almost like they're pumping and, and priming the people to enter in and to really focus. And what, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Man, uh, I really praise, praise can be a good, very good tool to kind of bring people's focus in on God, you know what I mean? And, and the goodness of God or, or just, um, who he is and kind of draw their attention to God, you know, before you really go in deeper into worship or whatever. But um, I know there's a time and place for everything, but I could give some examples that a lot of, uh, that I've seen a lot, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. And I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but um, this is just an example. Um, You know, in a service where praise is going forth and then the, um, the presence of God begins to come in so strong and you can feel the presence of God. And, and those of us that are really sensitive, you can sense that, okay, God is about to say something or God is about to release something. God wants to sing over us or something like that. And, and I've been in the meetings where you get to that point and, you know, the one leading or even the musicians are might not know exactly what to do in that point. So they'll go to the, what they call the shouting you know, do, 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 and, and start dancing and shouting and yelling. And, and I, it, it hurts my heart when, it, when this happened, the first time I, I experienced this, like, I just began to cry. I began to weep because I was like, God was right here, ready to release something. And we just basically, we got emotional because of the presence of God, which we're, we're emotional beings. I understand that, but we can't be led by our emotions, you know, and, and, especially in, in worship or whatever, we need to be led by the spirit of God and everything. But, um, so I began to weep and it's like, man, God wanted to say something right then. And, yeah. and we kind of just shut them out. And I use this example a lot, um, to say a husband and wife are, are talking, they go out and have a good time and, you know, have dinner or whatever and come home and, and it's a more intimate setting and they're dance, slow dancing or whatever. And the, the wife is, whispering into the husband's ear i love you and all this all this good stuff what they call sweet nothings right <laughs> whispering and then the husband goes leans in to whisper and tell his wife how he feels and the wife just starts running around the house hey, shouting <laughs> that happened we do that to god so much and it hurts my heart to see that because like i said there's a time and a place for everything of course um yeah you know there's a time and a place for shouting there's a time but we have to be so sensitive to, okay. And in that service that I was talking about, it's like God just lifted his presence off and, and was like, okay, you guys want to do that? So I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to stand back and, you know, and it, and it hurt my heart because after that happened, it was the rest of the service kind of chaotic. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then that's, and the, that's what happens. Hopefully, I, I, I don't, hopefully, I didn't go on too much of a tangent, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, it brings me to a, a another thought in regards to the fact that, you know, when we look at the difference between praise and worship, that you're right, rightfully so, the praise can be a mechanism or tool to draw people in and to focus, you know, to bring their minds in, to, to focus that we're now in a exercise or activity where we're lifting up the name of the Lord and then from there transitioning from praise to worship 
where it's now, now we really are focusing on God alone and, and adoration. But I think sometimes it can be like a cultural type of thing and different styles of like church experiences of an understanding of how a, a church understands the presence of God. And sometimes some churches may equate it to, you know, the the fast music and running around and that, you know, man, we really had church and, you know, God was there, you know, and yes, he, you know, probably was there, but there's also different expressions and, and different ways that we can experience God. And certainly when we looked at, look at scripture, that when people were asking, you know, God for a sign, they thought he was going to come like in the big demonstrative way in the fire or the earthquake. But then he, he came in like a still, uh, like a small, a still wind or a small wind or a, a soft uh, voice, you know? So I think you make a good point uh, in regards to the whole aspect of understanding uh, worship as like a different experience, not always equated to loudness, not always equated to like fast music or uh, rejoicing demonstratively. A lot of times people think that being loud is, is anointed, <laughs> which it can be, but <laughs> not all. It's not always, but yeah, I, I, I love what you said there. That's so good. Yeah. Tell me as a worship leader that, you know, even based on what we were just talking about, worship a lot of times is kind of relegated to a corporate activity. How can we, and you know, before we even started, before I press record, you had talked about uh, worship being a part of who you are and what you do. And so how do we transition in like church experience, church experiences, or even just uh, as believers moving away from worship as a corporate activity only but something of about who we are. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, really, uh, as far as worship being, as we stay on that aspect of worship, like there's so many aspects of worship, not just music and singing. Um, um, really, worship, the heart of worship is obedience. And, and we can go back to um, the very first time worship was mentioned in, in, in the scriptures. And what was that? Abraham and Isaac, right? And what I love about that scripture is he is obedient. He takes his son and he he tells his servants, you know, stay here. Me and my son, me and Isaac, we're going up here to worship is what he said. He said, I, he didn't say I'm going up here to sacrifice my son or whatever. He said, we're going up to worship. But then the thing that really hit me hard, he said, and we'll be back. He said, we'll be back. Um, and he knew God told him to sacrifice his son and where and where to go. But he said, we're going up here to worship and we'll be back. That was so powerful to me. But as far as worship and um, it's it, it should be your life. Um, every aspect of your life should be worship. It, it, and it, which I said, obedience. Um, and then also, the, of course, that sacrifice that he was about to make that God provided, you know, a ram in the bush. But as far as that aspect of, of music and, and singing and stuff, listen, not everybody sings. I'm not the greatest singer. I know I'm not, I don't, I don't claim to be, I don't do all the runs and the, all that, but I know that God loves worship and I know he loves to hear us sing. And really it should be just as important as your prayer life. Um, 
if you know what I mean, this should be, and it's almost the same because prayer is, is a conversation with God. And I believe worship should be a conversation with God. Um, he, he loves to sing and sing over us. Zephaniah 3 and 17 talks about that. Um, and, and I always, anytime I'm in worship, even in my private time, I expect to hear from God. And a lot of times we worship, we pour ourselves out, we pour our heart out to God. We tell, tell him how much we love him. And, and then we get up and go to the next song or whatever. And instead of just sitting still and listening for his response, um, and we should, we should want him to respond. You know, he inhabits the praises of his people. He's inhabiting, he's sitting right there and he, we should allow him to respond. You know, what kind of relationship is it when you don't have a communication like that? You know, when they talk about what's the best advice for marriage, you know, communication. A lot of people say that. And it's the same with, with God. It, it takes communication, not just us uh, going down our list of needs and wants. And yeah, he wants to talk to us. He wants to reveal some stuff to us. But in worship, there's so much that can happen, even in our own personal time with God. Um, he can download a direction, uh, instructions, you know, strategies for what you need to do, uh, clear, clear clarity, you know, um, healing. I've experienced, I've experienced healing in the presence of God, just worshiping. Nobody had to lay hands on me. Um, cause, because when the presence of God is there, everything you need is there. And that's, we should want that to be a part of our everyday life. And maybe if we had that perspective, it would be something that we would do as a part of who we are, that worship is life. You, you said that. And even when you talked about sacrifice, obedience, you know, those are key words and all a part of worship. And you even touched on something that was going to be something else I wanted to talk about, that with September being a self-care awareness month and my saying that worship is a key to self-care that, you know, when we look at self-care, self-care relates to things that help us to have robust mental wellness, things that make us, you know, have uh, our, our mental health being in good order, uh, feeling well, you know, not just from a mental perspective, but even emotionally. But you talked about the healing power of worship. And, you know, I was going to ask, well, you know, what is what is your thoughts about worship and its healing power not just from a spiritual perspective because you know when we worship it can heal us in areas of our spirit where we might feel depressed or anxious or down but then also i feel like it can heal even as it relates to our mental health yeah definitely <laughs> definitely i've seen it i've seen it happen um so Man, when when you first said something about the uh, self care thing, I, I I thought about the scripture. You know, he has it's his will that we prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. Um, and we spend a lot of time. People spend a lot of time um, focusing on our prospering and, and our self care. Um, um, and our health, maybe changing our eating habits so we can be healthier. Uh, going to the gym, different things like that. Taking care of our physical body. And, and like you said, even mental sometimes. And but what about the soul? What about your spirit, man? You know, th that needs the same care. Uh, and really, the only way that that care is going to happen is in the presence of God um, and in worship and, and communication with him and communing with him. I love that word commute. <laughs> um, I use it so much, but it just means basically to converse or talk together. Um, 
and it says it says usually with profound intensity uh intimacy to interchange thoughts or feelings so that's what god wants from us and that's what he wants with us um but as far as mental health and i, I could share a testimony about the healing of god even in worship so i was trying to make it real quick i was working at a construction company and so we're putting a new roof on this new addition to a house and we're loading up the shingles on the roof at the peak of the roof. It's about a, almost a two story, like a story and a half. And we're putting them at the peak and we put them on the other side of the peak. We're standing on one side, the bundles kind of stacking them up on the other side. And I go to put one up and they all started sliding down and there was people down on the ground putting up siding and stuff. So I'm trying to grab it to stop it. So, you know, it don't land on them. And it pulls me over the peak of the roof. I'm sliding headfirst down this roof. <laughs> and I'm trying to stop myself with my hands. And I end up laying. I'm yelling at the whole time. So look out, you know, so that don't hit anybody. But I land in the grass, um, like on all fours. Uh, and there's a pile of con broken concrete on one side and a like a metal, solid metal fence on the other side. And I land on the grass. And I could jump up and I'm okay, I'm okay. But my wrist was bent back like this. And oh, I wow. couldn't move it. it was, I was in so much pain. But my mindset at the time, I'm like, my wife's not working. I'm the only one working. This is our income. I need to get back up and keep this job going. It was just me and one other guy doing the job. And so I got back up and I couldn't move my hand at all. I couldn't do anything. So they ended up taking me to the hospital. They gave me this brace that went from here to like almost my elbow. And said I was going to be wearing it for like three or four months and wouldn't be able to do much work. And I told my boss, I said, look, uh, my faith is I'm going, we had Bible study that night. And I remember like it was yesterday, we had a Bible study that night. And I was like, I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to ask for prayer and I'll be back to work tomorrow. That's, that's where my faith was. And so sometimes at the Bible study, they would have me lead worship or just sing a worship song or whatever. And I got up and they had me sing that night. And before the Bible study and I, I began to worship. And as I'm worshiping, this was the first time I've experienced the, like the fire of God and like tangibly felt it. Mm. Um, and it, it basically started uh, my elbow and just moved up my arm as I'm singing. I'm holding the mic in this hand. I wasn't playing at the time. And it just began to move up and, and intense heat. You know, of course, it wasn't hurting, um, but intense heat. And I couldn't even move my wrist at all. But as as it got more intense, it came up into my hand. I began to to move my as I'm singing, I'm tripping out like this is crazy. I've never experienced this before. I was kind of a newer, you know, Christian, and and I, I, I'm like, oh my god. And then I'm towards the end of the song, I'm I'm like ripping the brace off, and I threw it at my wife, and everybody knew what happened, of course, that day. So everybody and we just went into a deep, deeper worship, and um, also when I was trying to stop myself. On going down the, I had a this like burn, that burned the skin off. Oh, Woo, God, it's a miracle, God. And I, I feel this just like it was yesterday. This was a lot of years ago, but um, that skin grew back by the wow. time into that service. Um, so there was no question that they would didn't even have any residue of what had just happened <laughs> the day earlier in the day. And my, I went back to work the next day, and the my my co-workers my boss everybody was like you weren't kidding and buddy was so crazy because i didn't have to nobody had to come and lay hands on me 
Nobody had, it was in the presence of God that healing came. Um, so I've seen so many people get delivered just in worship, just as worship as we're worshiping God and we focus on him. He comes in and does what he, and we allow him to, we make room for him to come and do what he wants to do instead of trying to get through our set list or whatever. Um, or even in our personal time, instead of trying to get, get our needs and wants out and just allow him to come in and do what he wants to do. No, that's, that's awesome. Praise God. That's a wonderful testimony. And, you know, potentially there might be some people that are listening even now that are struggling with some type of health, mental or physical challenge. And that will lead me into asking you if you'd like to, you know, sing a few standards for the last uh, couple of minutes. Um, I mean, I think that testimony in itself is something that could be very encouraging, um, even as we just transition into uh, worship. Amen. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, you're fine. It is. Yeah, I know there. God showed me a few years ago that there's so much healing in worship, and even when I worship. I know the healing can take place because I've experienced it for myself. And so, yeah, I just want to worship. We'll just worship for a couple minutes. You worthy of it all. You worthy of it all. For from you are Right here in me. So come on, close. 
God wants to do. He said, if you believe all things are possible, when he's a miracle working God, I believe he's healing people that are going to listen to this, even in this moment. I speak healing to their mental. God, I speak healing to their physical bodies. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing to their spirit man. That's beautiful. Noah, it's a great reminder about how we can refresh ourselves and also the healing power of, of worship. Is there any final thoughts or prayer that you'd like to share before we close? Oh, man. Again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's I'm very the honor i'm humbled um i i'm at a loss for words i the presence of god is so awesome man i and before we even came on here i was worshiping a little bit and um and i was saying this earlier a lot of people say well i don't sing or i don't i don't play music but that you know there's plenty of instrumentals out there <laughs> that you can <laughs> go I, I have some on youtube spotify all that apple music whatever but find some anointed instrumental music and you don't have to sing you can just talk to god just pour your heart out to god and but but make sure you sit there and, and listen for a response um and allow him to do invite him in to do whatever he wants to do we gotta um empty ourselves of ourselves and and make room i sing that all the time empty ourselves and make room for him to move for do to do what he wants to do amen Thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor for you to be here. Enjoy your sharing and also uh, ministry as well. And uh, have a good rest of your week. One thing. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, so, you know, I do commune um, with the Father on um, Clubhouse. And so God has really been dealing with me about doing it live once again. I did it years, some years ago, but I think 2017 was the first one. So I am actually wanting to take it on the road. Um, so with the booking information, uh, Rick Fair booking. Yes. Just ask for just ask for a um, booking form, and we'll send that right to you. But we really want to take commune with the Father, which is just an intimate time of worship. And the way we have it set up, it's like nobody's on the stage. Um, if I have any other singers, we're like spread out and the audience mm -hmm. may and just worship and focus on God and, and come people to come in as a one-on-one -on -one and not, uh, as for entertainment, but just to expect a one-on-one -on -one with God. But we would definitely want to take that on the road and come to a city near you. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yes, no, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's important. I think sometimes, you know, when we go to the corporate type of activities, the there's like an allotted time for worship and sometimes there's not a lot of flexibility for that time to extend or change because of the remaining activities that come after so to actually have focused times of worship just worship i think is very healthy and and needed yeah definitely 
So I think that's awesome. So rickfairbooking at gmail.com. Yes. God bless. But thank you so much once again. And until next time, take care. God bless you. Take care. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. And stay connected with us at elisi.org. Make sure you're taking time for yourself. Worship is life. Have an exceptional week. God bless. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.